five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. We back. Yes, sir. We are back. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you another Saturday morning. Nine on the East. Six on the West. Thank you guys for getting up early, checking out the show. For those of you uh, listening, pass the word, man. It's so many platforms that we're available on. You can check out the show either via XSquadAffiliates.com, the TuneIn Radio app, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. And don't forget when we're not here, we're there. There is SportsNewsBrews.com, your one-stop shop for all things sports. Black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers, sportsnewsandbrews.com. Check us out today, all right? Now, as I said, we are back. We are back, man, from the week that was. 43-41 was your final score at the McDonald's Magic City Classic presented by Coca-Cola. And, of course, the HBCU report was on hand for uh, that event. Man, you know what? I got there. Uh, for those of you that, that checked out the uh, countdown to the uh, 78th annual McDonald's Magic City Classic last weekend. I really appreciate you guys. A lot of hard work was put into that show. And, of course, there was a lot of things going on, you know, uh, behind the scenes in my real life, not just this radio life, this mic behind the microphone life. Uh, a lot of things were transpiring uh, in my life. And so, um, you know, we had originally planned to broadcast from Birmingham from the Aloft Hotel in Homewood, Alabama. We had originally scheduled uh, the broadcast live uh, last Friday. But as I said, there was so many other things going on. And for those of you that tuned into the show, you heard the news that I broke right at the beginning of the show. And that was uh, that my former tag team partner, Big Mike, Sports Kings Radio, also of his own entity, uh, One Mike with Big Mike, uh, passed away um, after a lengthy um, illness. And uh, he's going to be missed, man. And so my whole world just came to an end um, two weeks ago, actually, when I um, when I ended the show, checked my phone, and that's when I had uh, received the message uh, from his wife. And so everything has kind of just been crazy at this point. And so, um, you know, not going to just dwell on it too much, but I will say that um, Big Mike is going to be missed in my life. You know, that was, he was a, man, he was a constant in my life. And um, he'll definitely be missed. Um, I'll talk more about it, you know, coming up maybe next week, but, uh, every time that I crack this mic, you know, moving forward, um, we will relive the greatness that was big Mike. You know what I'm saying? That's the beautiful part about, uh, this industry where you can record the radio and record industry is just beautiful because you have the ability to be able to record and live forever. And so, uh, after, uh, Mike and I, uh, stopped doing sports Kings radio, um, we uh, started doing our own thing. Of course, I already had the HBC report, and he kicked off one mic with Big Mike. And I encourage anybody listening, man, go to his YouTube page, the the number one, M-I-C, one mic, W-I-T-H-B-I-G-M-I-K-E, one mic with Big Mike. And uh, I guarantee if you just sit back and watch some of those shows, man, you'll learn. He'll enlighten you. And so, um, like I said, even in death, he's still a big part of my life. And so uh, we're going to um, continue to honor him. And I got some other things coming up that I'll keep you all aware of in the next few weeks uh, regarding the legacy of uh, Big Mike. And, uh, you know, I always called him by his legal, Michael Bernard. That was my guy. And so, uh, yeah, man, things just won't be the same. Things just won't be the same. But uh, the one thing I know about Mike, as I said last week, is that uh, he definitely did not want anybody to be sitting around grieving and, you know, he was one of the um, 
realest people in my life. And he would always say, anytime something happened, hey, man, you know the show got to go on. So um, that's what's happening right now is that the show must go on. And so this is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. Don't forget, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at HBCU Report. Uh, if, matter of fact, if you go to our Instagram page, the HBCU Report Instagram page, there is a video there. The very first video It's the final play of the 78th annual McDonald's Magic City Classic presented by Coca-Cola, Alabama State on offense, Alabama A&M on defense. I'm not going to tell you what happened. I just want you to watch the play. It's on our Instagram. I'll tell you again at HBCU Report. Just leave a comment. Let me know what you think. A lot of Alabama State folks saw the video and was like, oh, my God. A lot of folks from A&M were like, ah, let it go. It's over. But, you know, uh, you just got to see it. You got to see it. Yeah, you got to see it. Um, but, yeah, so the, the 78th annual McDonald's Magic City Classic, even though it was raining, and like I said, we got to Birmingham. It was it was wet in Birmingham. Um, I, I wasn't really sure about how everything was going to transpire um, Saturday morning because, of, of course, the parade, and we had uh, taken all the equipment down, the cameras, the mics, the lights, everything. And so uh, we just um, – didn't worry about the parade, right? We didn't worry about the parade. And we were just like, we just go wait to see if the weather cleared up, you know, to get the equipment and all this stuff and, you know, for the game. And so as we were headed to the game, it was still really dreary. And, man, we got to the stadium. And first of all, shame on the city of Birmingham. The city of Birmingham, you know, who I usually only have kudos for, they did the absolute worst job possible in maneuvering traffic around Legion Field. I mean the absolute worst. Now, here's the thing about Birmingham. For those of you that aren't familiar with Birmingham, Alabama, is that Birmingham, some communities have alleys that run behind the houses and the churches. So these alleys provide ways for people to be able to um, uh, go around traffic and, 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 you know, move around a whole lot quicker versus being on these main streets with the lights and all of these people. Well, the city of Birmingham, without even telling anybody, they put barricades up at every intersection of a alley, which almost made it impossible to park. I mean, people were parking on the streets. And so really what it was, I'll just be very honest. What it was, it looked like the city of Birmingham was actually trying to keep people from making money. Because what usually happens is right around Legion Field, a lot of houses around Legion Field, big yards. And so what folks do is they charge you $20, $25 to pull up on their yard and park. And so they're out in the yard tailgating and barbecuing and stuff. So, you know, they're watching the cars, nothing's going to happen. And, um, and so I really think that that was a big thing trying to keep black folk. Cause there's no white folks live around there, but trying to keep black folk from making a little extra money. And the thing about it is these folks depend on that classic every year. You know, they wait on the classic to roll around every year because if you got a big enough yard and you're charging $20 a car and you can get 20 cars in there, what is that? That's like $400 that you just made really easy and you didn't go anywhere. And so, you know, as as many props as I give the city of Birmingham and Mayor uh, uh, Woodfin, I got to say right now, man, I'm very disappointed about that. I'm very disappointed in the fact that they created a situation where instead of taking 20 or 30 minutes to park, it took an hour, an hour. I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in that. And that, and, and then, you know, when you start talking about the weather factoring in and people had to park even further or park in places that they weren't familiar with. I mean, it was just crazy, crazy, but nonetheless, um, Bama state, Drop this one, 43-41, triple overtime. But you got to go see the video on Instagram. It, that's what make, it'll make sense for you. Go see the video on Instagram. And, um, of course, last week we had um, um, Coach Hill Ely from Bama State and Coach Maynard from AM on. And uh, one guy that Coach Maynard was really big on was this kid, Jordan Bentley, his running back out of uh, Gunterville, Alabama, which is crazy because that's right down the street from Montgomery. He should have been on our squad. But, anyway, uh, man, he tore AM up. I mean, Bama stayed up 197 yards, three touchdowns on 39 carries, six yard touchdown pass. He's a workhorse. He's a workhorse. Also on our Instagram, while I'm thinking about it, um, I actually have a uh, post game 
uh, post-game commentary from uh, Coach Keneal Maynard. So uh, if you're a Keneal Maynard fan or an A&M fan, then make sure that you go there and uh, check that video out. You know, trying to do some good work for y'all, man, even though they are the enemy. But I always tell folks that Keneal Maynard, regardless of what school he goes to, Keneal Maynard was the very first coach that we had on the HBCU report when he was in Winston-Salem State. And Keneal Maynard's been on this show 20-plus times. And so uh, no matter where he is, uh, he's always going to be family. You know, even though he's sleeping with the enemy right now over there at A&M, you know, he's, uh, he's still my guy. And so uh, big shouts out to him. Um, coming up uh, in today's show, um, we're going to take a look at quite a few things. Um, Steve McNair's jersey was retired uh, last week, believe it or not. That now, see, that was something that I would have liked to go to Alcorn to be on on, uh, on hand for. But the crazy part about it, when I found out maybe like three or four weeks ago that his jersey was being retired, I was like, what? His jersey's being retired? You mean y'all haven't done that already? And so, mm, so we'll talk about that and the legacy of Steve McNair. That was my guy, man. Uh, also, um, happy homecoming to Grambling, Southern, Winston-Salem State, Norfolk State, Livingstone, and St. Augustine's all celebrating homecoming uh, this weekend. So shouts out to you guys. Of course, I uh, missed it last weekend, but uh, the Spell House homecoming right here in Atlanta, Morehouse and Spellman, they did their thing last week. So uh, big shouts out to them. Is it a such thing as happy belated homecomings? Because if so, that would be it. <laughs> All right, so coming up in today's show, we have a great one that's going to be joining us. And when I say a great one, I do mean a great one. Last week, he picked up win 129 as the head football coach of the South Carolina State University Bulldogs, which moved him into sole possession of first place as the winningest coach in the history of SCSU, topping the legend Willie Jeffries. You know who I'm talking about. My guy, Buddy Pugh, is going to join the show during the third segment. How They have a big matchup. This weekend versus North Carolina A&T. And let's just talk about the MIAC really quick before we get ready to go to commercial break. All right, so here's the deal with the MIAC. Bethune-Cookman was was pretty much the odds-on favorite to win, you know, if they just won out. Because even if they lost the FAM in the Florida Classic, with FAM being um, ineligible, it really doesn't matter. And so Bethune-Cookman was the odds-on favorite to win and to go to the celebration. But then they ran into South Carolina State who wasn't having it. And so now we're in a situation where we have a, a three-way tie because North Carolina A&T, they won last weekend also. And so we have a, three, a three-way tie in the MEAC between uh, Bethune-Cookman, A&T, and South Carolina State. Now, if South Carolina State knocks off A&T, that moves them ahead of A&T. And, uh, and maybe even, I'm not sure how it will go, but I think that will put them in position to actually uh, go to the Celebration Bowl because they would have beaten the top two teams. And so, you know, I know folks down in Tallahassee are pissed because FAMU is undefeated in the MEAC, and this will be the one year that FAMU will probably make some noise and probably win the Celebration Bowl and put FAMU back on the map. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, FAMU fans. Sorry. So coming up on the other side, we're going to do our power recap. We got to do that, man, our power recap. And then we're also... Uh, gonna do the uh, one of my favorite features now on the show, which is uh, swag bias. But for those of you that have never uh, checked out the show, it, I mean, all, all we do is recap and preview the swag games. We just don't worry about the Miac. Hell, man, the Miac don't even have a championship game. What? Yeah, that part. Miss me with that. Every game is a playoff game. I mean, it sounds good in theory. Anyway, this is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. Don't forget, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com. Check us out. Your one-stop shop for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Rob Calloway, I'm back, man. The HBCU experience lives here. The HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. We'll be right back. It was a goal that I wanted to achieve from the very beginning. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. I wasn't sure if I could do it. It was very hard for me, but the teachers, the counselors, they help you. One of the teachers was uh, Miss Araceli. Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. Every single time I had a question, she'll put down whatever she's doing and she'll come over and she'll sit there with you until you get it. At age 47, with the help of his teacher, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. 
Getting your high school diploma, it is a life-changing experience. It really is. It catapults you to where you want to go. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. From Clark Atlanta to Morehouse to Spelman, it's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Damn right, bro. 4 a.m., I'm just getting started. For my birthday, I threw me a surprise party. Reminiscing about the trap playing in the first quarter. My life changed when I had my first daughter. Man, y'all so messy. Jesus Christ, y'all are so messy. Somebody come get this crack staff, man. What? Why are y'all playing this? Why? Y'all are so messy, man. I swear to God, y'all are messy. <laughs> so I guess y'all just gonna make me have to talk about the classic again, another segment. <laughs> Nah, man. Don't nobody care. Don't nobody care why I didn't mention two chains in the first segment. Oh God, y'all are so messy, man. Y'all are so messy. So I guess I got to go ahead and do it right. All right. All right. So last week, you know, we were we were hyping up for the past few weeks. You know, we've been hyping up the fact that my boy Two Chains was coming back to Birmingham for the classic. And that, uh, you know, he was going to be doing post game and we couldn't wait. And we were going to be giving you, you know, we were going to be coming to you live. We were going to stream it live. And, and we did. I had the 5G Wi-Fi card in my pocket. We would go stream the, uh, the post game on, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And, um, yeah, man, then, yeah. Why do I have to? Okay. So this, this is basically what happened. Let me, okay. Let me just tell y'all what happened. So basically, you know, everybody that was credentialed, you know, was there. Okay. Now it was something weird going on out there at the classic because I had five thousand dollars, maybe six thousand dollars worth of camera equipment that I couldn't get in the game because my sideline pass had not been approved. But yeah, but if you know anything about me, you know that I'm Mister Where There's a Will and Where there, There's a Way. And because I've been covering the classic so much, and you know, I know a lot of people, so I was still able to get on the sideline later on. And then I realized that the people that had been credentialed for the sidelines, they were standing out there on the sidelines with Nikon Coolpix cameras. Now I'm sitting here with a thirty-five hundred dollar camera with a, a a lens that costs just as much as the camera, and. I, I, I don't know what happened. And so when they got ready to set the cha- the, the stage up for two chains, everybody with their cool picks cameras got to stay on the field. And then they pointed at me and my crew and said, hey, hey, you got to go up into the stands. And I was like, the stands? Oh, no, that will not happen. Yeah, we won't be in the stands. So uh, so then we went and got, and, and of course, this is the good part about being an educator. I hate the job making me talk about this, but um. Good part about being an educator. Educators are the real MVPs. So I just want to go ahead and send a shout out to uh, the Alabama Educator Association because after we, uh, you know, that whole two chain debacle, when we walked out of Legion Field, you know, they had the tent set up. It was all you could drink, all you could eat. Uh, so educators do it big. So shouts out to them. Um, also, shouts out to Alabama Power. They put on a hell of a post game party um, following the game. Uh, Coca Cola, McDonald's. Uh, who else do did I say? And I wrote all of this stuff down because it was several people that I wanted to make sure that I uh, that I gave shouts out to. Also, uh, shouts out to uh, both universities, especially my university, the Alabama State University uh, president, Quentin Ross. Shout out to him, man. Oh, oh, here we go. So Friday when we did finally make it eight ball MJG. Yeah, I, they did that. So uh, the president, our president showed up to the alumni party. It was awesome. Really awesome. We'll talk more about it because I think next year, I think I'm going to host this alumni party because there was some things that I didn't like about it. Truly. It was some things I didn't like about it. And, and it's a rarity that I say it's some things about the magic city classic that I don't like, but that piece. Yeah. I, I really wasn't with it. 
They say this is a big rich town. You know what time it is. I just come from the poet's part. Now, if you saw it last weekend, oh boy. So, in this week's installment of uh, Power, or should we just call it hashtag Power So Dumb, in honor of my boy Big Mike. Man, power's getting crazy. Now, this week, we are at the uh, halfway point, what they call the mid-season finale. And so it's a lot of speculation about what's going to happen. They saying that somebody's going to die. Courtney Kim said somebody's going to die tonight. Well, I said tonight because I have the Stars app. Don't forget, a shameless plug for Stars. If you have the Stars app, you can watch uh, Power at midnight. You don't have to wait until Sunday night to watch it on the actual Stars network. Yeah, so do that. But somebody's going to die. You know, I've been I've been seeing some screenshots, people saying that it might that it was going to be Ghost. Then I saw somebody saying that it was going to be Tasha. Then I saw somebody said that it could possibly uh, be Tate, Congressman Tate. This is going to be interesting tonight, man. You know, I'm still tripping about Tyreek and him and his dad's relationship. This is just unbelievable, man. I love this show. It's stupid, but I love this show. And so if you're a power fan, man, holla at your boy. Yeah, we doing that. I can't wait till tonight. Anybody having a power party? Anybody in the ATL having a power party? I know somebody's having a power party. Invite your boy. Invite your boy. Come on now. Come on. Invite your boy to your power party. I'll come through. I'll bring drinks. I'll bring the power. No, I'm playing. All right. So that about do it. Just a quick little, you know, mention. Really, I, just, I, I really like the song. So I was just always, you know, been trying to figure out a way to incorporate the song into the show. But yeah, just to talk about it like 30 seconds, because it's the God honest truth is, man, you could talk about it for, you, you know, you could talk about it at length. But the God honest truth is you don't really nobody really wants to talk about power for more than 10 minutes unless you're just, uh, you know, hooked a power geek, a power freak, if you will, <laughs> a power. Well, I. I once knew a power freak, but that's a that's another story. <laughs> another story for another day. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you, uh, getting you ready for a kickoff in this week's games. We got some big ones coming up this week, including uh, South Carolina State and North Carolina A&T. And so coming up in the third segment, we're going to talk with uh, Coach Buddy Pugh, our boy. Now, earlier I was talking about Connell Maynard being the first coach to join the HBCU Report. But actually, Connell Maynard and Buddy Pugh, I'm going to have to go back into the archives, but Connell Maynard and Buddy Pugh were on the same show the very first night. We kicked off Friday night at, I think, uh, 7 o'clock uh, on uh, News and Talk 1380 WAOK. I had both of those coaches to kick the show off. And so, you know, I'll forever be um, thankful. I'll forever be thankful for that. All right, so uh, moving right along, this is uh, my favorite segment, Swag Bias. Why do we call it swag bias? Because that's all we talk about in this segment. Not that that isn't already 90% of the conversation because of course, swag rules, swag rules. If anybody, if anybody doubts it, well, well, there are those few that might say, well, you know, North Carolina A&T and they won quite a few of those celebration bowls. Well, that's, that's kind of true. That's kind of true. All right, so here we are. One week removed from the 78th annual McDonald's Magic City Classic. Both teams involved in last week's games are on the road. You've got uh, Alabama State on the road versus Mississippi Valley. Alabama A&M is on the road versus Southern for homecoming. And then we've got Texas Southern on the road at Grambling for their homecoming as well. So uh, let's hear from Coach Maynard on their big victory versus Alabama State last weekend. It was uh, it was everything we thought it was going to be. You know, the classic is the classic. And uh, we still had a lot of people to show up, even though we had some inclement weather. Um, so we, we want to thank all those people that showed up. But it was a great game, exactly what we expected. Uh, we got off to a good start, um, uh, seven zip, and, and we got a block punt, and uh, we weren't able to get anything out of it. And uh, and they just kept fighting, and then they got a, a long touchdown pass that tied up seven seven. Then they blocked the punt and, and scored, scooping and scored, and went up fourteen seven. Then they drove down and scored again and went up 21 to 7. And uh, and so it looked like, you know, we might have a chance to go up a couple of scores. We wound up being down a couple of scores going into halftime. So, uh, you know, we was uh, ready to get into halftime and regroup and kind of see what was going on. And 
uh, when we got there, we just we just thought that you know we we busted coverage on the first touchdown, we gave up a block on the second one, and, and so we felt that we was playing pretty good on defense, offense. We just had to take advantage of some opportunities, uh, and then the weather cleared up uh, the second half, and we came out of the second half and got a couple of touchdowns to get it to overtime. You know, overtime was just a great overtime session, man. Three sessions where both teams scored all three times touchdowns and. And then we had to go for a two on third one, of course, and we got ours, and and uh, they didn't get there. So uh, it was a great football game, well coached. Coach Ely did a great, great job having his guys prepared, and uh, it was everything we could ask for, man. And at the end of the day, we made one more play than they did, stopping them on a the two-point conversion. All right, and so as I mentioned, it is homecoming on the campus of Southern University, and so that's never good if, <laughs> for the opponent. So uh, let's hear what uh, Coach Dawson Odoms has to say about uh, facing an A&M opponent. Well, they're a good football team. I think uh, Glass and Bentley are two very good football players that have been in that program, and you can see that they're getting better. Coach Mayne has done a fantastic job since taking over. Uh, it's going to be a hard-nosed football game. They're very talented offensively. They they have some guys that can play. Uh, they can stretch the field. They can run the football. And defensively, they got a new defensive coordinator this year who who's really getting them better each and every week. They just come off a great win. And, and uh, I think triple overtime to give themselves a chance to win the Magic City Classic, and that's always a, a, a big game on that side. So, you know, we're going to play against a really good football team that's very talented, and we're going to need to be ready to play at home. All right, and so then Bama State looking to get back in the win column following last week's loss, uh, taking out Mississippi Valley State. Uh, first, here's Coach Hill Ely uh, licking those wounds from that triple overtime loss versus A&M. You know, as uh, Coach Maynard stated earlier, I mean, it was everything that those classics makes itself up to be. I mean, it was competitive from start to finish, uh, you know, a little monsoon, you know, in and out of the game with uh, with the weather and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, he did a great job of keeping his team playing, and they was able, you know, able to get out of there with a win. And, you know, we had three blown coverages, uh, guys just uh, not even around the guy, and and gave up 21 points on blown coverages. And you can't play a good team like that with a good quarterback that can see the field and blow coverages. And, um, you know, they were down 14 points coming out the half, uh, thought that we had an opportunity to uh, to get another score, and then we dropped the ball on the 15-yard line going in. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, it's one of those ones where, you know, he did a good job staying in his game plan, uh, you know, kept feeding it back. Uh, you know, and, um, you know, a kid had uh, 200 yards and, and just, you know, put the game at a pace that they could control, you know, throw the ball down the field when they could. They, uh, they threw the ball deep in the third, and the kid made a miraculous catch. It was one that wasn't even on Sports Center, you know, in the rain with one hand. Uh, it was, I mean, it was unbelievable hell. I wanted to see it again. But, it, you know, it was a game where the guys, you know, they made one more play than we did at the end and got out of there with a victory. All right, and so Vincent Dancy, as I mentioned, team not doing too well this season, but uh, a win against Bama State will be a move in the right direction. And here he is uh, talking about what it would mean to uh, pick up a victory today. To, to win, Mike, that's the key. But, uh, you know, you know, Coach Coach Ely done a great job with that program, you know, for the past two years. And, man, I know they're coming in off a tough loss and – you know, um, but but they got to come here to Valley, man. I think it's one of the hardest, most difficult places to play in our conference. So, you know, um, it's going to be a great challenge for us. It's an Eastern Conference game, so it's a big game for us. And uh, we just look forward to the matchup and the challenge. Great stuff right there. All right, this is the HBCU Report. Rob Callaway hanging out with you. Don't forget when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com. Your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Don't forget when we're not here, we are there. Um, make sure you spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that the HBCU report is on each and every Saturday morning, nine on the east, six on the west. We're available via the TuneIn Radio app, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. And you can also check us out via XSquadAffiliates.com and Spreaker. Don't let me forget about Spreaker. This is the HBCU Report. Oh, make sure you follow us, social media, at HBCU Report, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right? We'll be right back after these words. Coming up on the other side, the legend, Mr. 129, Buddy Pugh. 
the winningest head football coach in South Carolina State University history, joins us next right here on the HBCU Report. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. No, you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. The HBCU experience lives here. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. What's happening? Thank you guys for tuning in. Early, man. Early. I know. Nine on the east, six on the west. It's a lot. It's a lot. But, you know, last year and the seasons before, I've been doing it at eight. So that would mean what? Eight on the east, five on the west. But I still have folks getting up, rocking with me. You know, and if you if you can't catch the show live, it's all good because you can always go back and listen to the show on demand. Uh, via X Squad Affiliate, Spreaker, the TuneIn Radio app, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. You can also hear the show live via those same platforms. So uh, big shouts out to everybody uh, keeping this HBCU report thing alive and keeping it pumping. Um, shouts out to Alcorn State University, man. Uh, last weekend, uh, they they officially retired Steve McNair's number nine jersey, which is unbelievable that it hadn't already been done. I mean, you, we're talking about a guy that mm, when it when, when did he get drafted into the NFL? Nineteen ninety four. He was drafted in ninety four, so we're talking about twenty nineteen, and, and a lot of people have no idea at this point who Steve McNair is. You know, this is something that should have been done. I mean, Steve McNair arguably one of the the greatest quarterbacks ever, not just black, but greatest quarterbacks to ever lace them up, man. You know, this dude, you know, I, I don't re- I don't really know what to say about him, but in the day and age that he played HBCU football, this guy surpassed like 2,800 passing yards every season, all four yards. I mean, all four years he passed for, Damn near three thousand, if not more, all all four years, unbelievable. I mean, he's oh, Jesus. I look. Th- I'm gonna just tell you how great he was during his senior year. He recorded uh, a record in FCS that still stands to this day: six thousand two hundred and eighty-one yards of total offense in one season. In one season, he also went on to win the uh, Walter Payton Trophy that year. And um, was also a Heisman Trophy finalist. Now I'll never forget seeing him sitting up there, and I and I was just like, man, I know he's not gonna win it, but this is just a great day, a great day, a great time for uh, HBCUs for Black folk just to see him sitting there, coming from an FCS university. I mean, unbelievable. And then of course uh, the the epic career that he had with the Tennessee Titans, leading them to the Super Bowl some years later, just a few years after he was drafted. Then, of course, went to uh, Baltimore, played with the Ravens. And then that thing happened. That untimely thing happened. Well, we lost uh, we lost Brother McNair. But um, the real ones will never forget Steve McNair. If you're old enough, you know Air McNair. You know him. And the great part about it is his brother Fred is keeping the legacy alive as the hit football coach at Alcorn State. You know, and the fact that Alcorn has just been, you know, like winning, 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 winning. That's the that's the biggest tribute I know that Fred could give Steve. And so uh, again, shouts out to Alcorn. You know, 
Steve McNair is a legacy that we will never forget. I mean, we will never forget the legacy of number nine. Never. If you, whether you're a swat guy or not, man, Steve McNair, Steve McNair, Steve McNair. All right. This is the HBCU report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys. Don't forget. Check us out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at HBCU report. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com. Your one-stop shop for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. And right now, switching gears, as I mentioned earlier, we have a big-time MEAC game coming up. As I mentioned, MEAC, every game in the MEAC is a playoff game. Yeah, nine teams, everybody gets to play each other. Yeah, every game is a playoff game. And so uh, today's matchup is no different. Uh, North Carolina A&T, the team is pretty much, you know, has had a, a, a firm lock on the MEAC. It's taking on South Carolina State University, another team, uh, that is quite accustomed to being atop the MEAC. And so right now we're being joined on the line by a great friend of the show, my guy, Buddy Pugh. First of all, Coach Pugh, welcome back to the HBCU Report. Well, thank you for having me, Rob. How are you? Man, I'm doing great, man. So look, my first question, how does it feel to be the winningest coach in South Carolina uh, State history, surpassing the legend, somebody that, that you know dearly in Willie Jeffries? Well, it feels good, but now – None of us can replace Coach Jeffers. I think we all know that he might be the leading suspect in all of everything you can think of when you think South Carolina State football. So he's doing a nice job of uh, of of welcoming me up to the top of the role as far as winning games is concerned. But we all still know that he's the guy. Man, it sounds like they about to have to split that split or put a hyphen up on the stadium and, and make it make it Jeffrey's pew. <laughs> well, at this point, I'm just trying to figure out how to win a football game, Rob. Oh, I feel you. Hey, you know how to do it, man. You know, 18 years, you figured it out. You know, 18 years is a long time, Coach, to be at one university. And, of course, um, South Carolina State being your alma mater means that your relationship with the school goes back even further. So, you know, in your own words, Coach, what does South Carolina State University mean to you? Well, um, it's sort of my home. Uh, I'm actually from Orangeburg or right in the country, right outside of Orangeburg. My dad was a South Carolina State grad, and my mom got her master's from here. So, you know, I've been South Carolina State to the bone from the day that I knew who I was, uh, you know, I got recruited some coming out of high school by some of the other schools the state. But uh, my folk told me at that point, say, hey, you might, you know, go someplace else. But on Saturdays during football season, we're going to be at Bulldog Stadium. So, you know, it was kind of obvious that if I wanted to share my college experience, <laughs> you know, with my folk, then, you know, I had to come, you know, right here. And, uh, you know, it's been just a wonderful uh, career for me having the opportunity to be here for these 18 years. I, I just can't believe it's been that long. And I had no idea I'd be here that long. So, you know, it's been a longer situation than probably anybody ever could phantom. But at the same time, time flies when you're having fun. Absolutely. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line right now with Buddy Pugh, head football coach of the South Carolina State University Bulldogs in action this weekend versus North Carolina A&T. So, Coach, uh, you guys find yourselves in familiar territory, at least you and your you and your coaching staff find yourselves in familiar territory, being in a three-way tie atop the conference with four games remaining, uh, as I mentioned, including this weekend's matchup versus North Carolina A&T. So other than the obvious answer, Coach, and win, uh, based on what you've seen out of A&T, what do you guys have to do uh, to actually pick up this victory this weekend? <laughs> well, we got to. We got to figure a way to create enough offense to, you know, to keep their offense from just totally annihilating us. Uh, Rob, we uh, we've got to find a way to run the football against these guys. Some to kind of shorten the game a little bit. They've got about as talented a bunch uh, through and through. Uh, you know, there've been years when they were pretty decent up front in the offensive line, but they needed a, you know, a, a quarterback, or they, you know, they were pretty good as a. You know, as a running back core, but they they need an offensive line guy. This team, this this North Carolina A and T team is is a complete football team. Uh, they've got all of the parts in place, and uh, particularly on offense. So, you know, we've got to find some kind of way to get our offense to to match up with them some, and to be able to create something so that we don't necessarily let them, 
just run rough shot over our, over our defense. So, you know, we've got a big task for ourselves uh, playing against this team. You know, and you know, their I guess overall uh, um, uh, football team is one where you know we got to just kind of hang on and see if we can keep it close in the end. If we can have a chance at the end, then you know, then we think we'll have been, we will have been successful. Yeah, well, you know, I hear what you're saying, Coach. But going back to last week, I mean, you guys picked up a, a big victory against Bethune Cookman, a team that at, at the time going into the game was uh, the, the 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 conference leader. Uh, you find you guys found a way to get it done. The defense stood up. Now you're talking about the offense. You got a running back in uh, LeBron Morris. Uh, you mm-hmm. and then your quarterback. That's what I want to ask you about is, is Tyrese Nick. Now I know last season he rushed for almost a thousand yards and passed for over a thousand yards. Now this season I noticed that. Uh, you guys are actually playing two quarterbacks. So um, has that change of pace kind of helped you this season? Well, it has, uh, but it's not necessarily been by design. Uh, Tyrese got banged up a little bit. When you run the football as much mm-hmm. as he does, you know, you get a tendency to get a little nicked up from time to time. And uh, that's that's kind of what happened with him. So we end up playing Corey Field. Some Corey's a freshman from down in the low country. And uh, they're a different kind of guy that, you know, so, you know, the, uh, I guess maybe unintended possible, you know, uh, circumstances of it all is that we get two different styles of quarterback that way. Uh, Tyrese is mostly a, an athletic guy, you know, who throws a little bit but can run all over the place. Well, Cora is a guy who can throw it all over the place and who can run it just a little bit. So, you know, we get two different kinds of uh, abilities that way. And uh, for that reason, it has helped us to diversify our offense some. Well, hopefully that hopefully that's the key. Hopefully that's the key for you guys because here's the thing, Coach. You know, I was sitting down thinking about this. I was like, when was the last time I actually saw South Carolina State in Atlanta? And that would have been like the Atlanta football classic. And that was pre-celebration bowl era. You know, that's when you had guys like Richard Q uh, taking snaps or whatnot. And so so it would just be good. You know what I'm saying? It would be good, man, to, to actually see you guys uh, uh, win this this MEAC. Uh, but, but speaking of winning the MEAC, you know, every game in the MEAC technically is a playoff game because there is no uh, championship game. So, mm-hmm. you know, 18 years in, Coach, you know, are, are you still in favor of this or you think that you you, you guys might need to have a, a conference championship game? Well, uh, Rob, the way the, the uh, NCAA has set up championship uh, conference structure, uh, I don't think that's possible at this time. We only have nine teams right. now playing football, and you need somewhere in the 12 range to have a championship game. And uh, we at the point now where everybody can play everybody. So we get a actual champion in a way that we de- that we decided on the field amongst all of us. So I think, you know, as far as that is concerned, you know, I think we are good. The big thing for us is to, you know, be able to get a team possibly not only in, in, in the celebration bowl, but to also possibly get a team, you know, in the uh, – uh, championship subdivision playoffs. And, uh, you know, that gives more teams an opportunity for postseason play. And, uh, you know, that's been mostly our goal to try to see if we could get as many teams as possible, something to do, you know, outside of the regular season. So as long as we can continue to, you know, play pretty good, the three of us, that's us, Bethune and A&T, and, and maybe, you know, not lose to anybody outside of ourselves, and it kind of went out. Then, if we all hang in the eight and three range, somewhere in that neck of the woods, nine and two, then at that point, then that should give the other two teams an opportunity to possibly be in the playoffs. Wow, that'll be a great look for the Miac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would that would be a great look. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you about this. Now, um, mm-hmm. just to get your thought on this, uh, I know that uh, North Carolina and I know they they've been fielding and putting some fillers out there to see what it would take for them to possibly, you know, go, go into a bigger conference, like the not the, the power mm-hmm. five, but the next five. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what are your thoughts on, on, you know, HBCUs, you know, looking to actually, you know, possibly leave conferences like the MEAC or the SWAC um, in an effort to, to go to another, to a bigger conference? Well, you know, I hadn't heard that about A&T. Uh, A&T is one of the charter members of uh, the MEAC, and you know, I find it awfully hard to believe that they take off and leave. But at the same time, they are growing like a wheat. I mean, they're getting bigger and bigger every year. 
Uh, they are now the largest enrollment uh, university, enrolled university of all of the HBCUs. And, you know, they are really doing some good things as far as sales, marketing, promotions, you know, all the things you think about when you think about the bigger programs in the country and how they raise money that way. So they are, they're starting to separate themselves a little bit from the rest of us as far as how they do things. But now what I think will happen and what we've tried to do when we were at, when we were the lead dog in this pack at South Carolina State was try to bring the rest of the league with us in a way where we could encourage them and support them to be able to do some of the same kind of things ourselves so to make the entire league, you know, a better league as opposed to just trying to separate yourself and not necessarily try to bring the rest of the people along with you. So I'm hoping that A&T, you know, will hang in there with us and kind of, you know, maybe give all of us a little bit of a push in a way where, you know, we can kind of fight to see if we can catch up to those guys. That's what we're trying to do here at South Carolina State, especially as a football program, to try to see if we can find ways to, you know, maybe, you know, get an edge and be able to kind of, you know, get a little bit of a leg up to be able to catch up with those guys to a certain degree. And, uh, you know, if that does happen, then maybe some of the other teams in our league can do the same. Absolutely. Great stuff, man. He is Coach Buddy Pugh here, football coach of the South Carolina State University Bulldogs. The Bulldogs in action this weekend versus the North Carolina A&T Aggies, a 1.30 kickoff ESPN3. Coach, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you down the road, man. Appreciate it, Rob. Thanks so much for having me. All right, appreciate it, Coach. Great stuff right there. The legend, Buddy Pugh. You know that word gets used so loosely in HBCU sports, but that guy right there, a class act. And now he's in the class all of his own as the winningest head football coach at South Carolina State University. So, shouts out to Buddy Pugh. Coming up on the other side, the fourth and final segment, and then we're out of here. This is the HBCU Report. The HBCU experience lives here. The HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. We'll be right back. All right, everybody in the car. Let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. <sighs> are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Follow the HBCU Report on Twitter. Become a fan on Facebook at HBCU Report. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway kicking out the fourth and final segment of the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. However, you may be listening either via xsquadaffiliates.com, the TuneIn Radio app, iHeartRadio, Google Play for Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or the many platforms that you can hear this show, know that I really appreciate you for checking in. And I I don't just say it just to say it. I do, man. I, I appreciate it because guess what? You could be doing anything anywhere else right now, but wherever you are, you have my voice coming through your speakers. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. All right, so uh, before we get up out of here, man, a few things, uh, news and note that I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned before we got up out of here. Uh, condolences to Shaquille O'Neal, man. Shaquille O'Neal uh, was supposed to be on hand last week. We just can't get away from this classic, can we? Shaquille O'Neal was supposed to be on hand as the ambassador for last week's 78th annual McDonald's Magic City Classic, uh, but his sister passed. I mean, it's a very unfortunate situation. His sister passed, and so he was unable to not only participate in the Magic City Classic events, but he was also unable to um, do the whole Papa John's thing with uh, Miles College. In case you haven't heard, Shaquille O'Neal plans on putting a Papa John's restaurant on every HBCU campus. And so Miles College was the first one slated, um, was the first one slated. And of course, with the uh, death of his sister, he was unable to make it. And so I'm sure uh, they'll reschedule that and we'll we'll get to going with these Papa John's on the, on the campuses of HBCUs. Uh, also, man, I know I got a lot of greedy folks like to watch, uh, listen to the show. I saw I almost spoke something to, into existence. I said, watch the show. That's coming. But that's another story. I know I got a lot of greedy folks. So how many folks out there, you know, and I know that the show wasn't on when the whole Chick-fil-A Popeye's thing was going on, the sandwich thing was going on. Well, let me tell you, here's a crazy story. Chick-fil-A accidentally invited many of its loyal customers to come in for a free sandwich on the day that the restaurant is closed, which, of course, is what day? Say it all together, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday. National Sandwich Day is November 3rd, which is tomorrow. 
So the chicken, uh, the chicken chain sent emails to its loyal uh, program members this week promoting the idea. They apparently forgot that November 3rd is what? Let's say it again, Sunday. And that Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays. The company soon sent out an email saying, well, this is awkward. But guess what's not awkward? Is that if I'm not mistaken, Popeyes is bringing the chicken sandwich back tomorrow, November 3rd. So it's got to be crazy. I don't know how things were in your area. If you're not in Atlanta, if you're somewhere else, but I'll tell you what. On the east side where I live, every Popeyes was wrapped around the building for that damn chicken sandwich. But I'm going to just be very honest with you. The recipe is online. All you have to do is go to the store and get your own chicken breast, get you some buns, but they have the recipe for the Popeye's chicken, the the actual chicken for the sandwich. They have the recipe online. It's just a matter of whether or not you want to fry some chicken or not. Real talk. I mean, I'm serious. I, I don't know. I don't. I, look, I never had the chicken sandwich, so I don't know. I'm a Chick-fil-A guy. I'm very loyal. I'm very loyal. I, I've, I've never cheated on Chick-fil-A. Well, maybe that one time, but I don't think it really counts. All right, so moving right along. FAMU um, said that they are set to cut sports, a few uh, sports and staff, to address a $2.4 million budget deficit in its athletic department. And so the cuts are supposed to take place uh, during next school year, the 2021 school year. Man, maybe they could get rid of football. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. Uh, I don't know what they'll get rid of. I mean, in the state of Florida, what do you get rid of? Maybe soccer. But you don't get rid of track and field because you're Florida. You don't get rid of track and field. You don't get rid of football. You don't get rid of baseball or basketball. But So I'm going to say maybe golf and something. Soccer, but you can't get rid of swimming because it's Florida. So we'll see. They're supposed to make the announcements um, by Thanksgiving. And so we're only a few weeks away um, or maybe a couple days away because they said by Thanksgiving. So that means that a decision could come down at, at any point. So uh, we'll just wait, wait. Wait. All right. So uh, one other thing before we get up out of here, and uh, I got still got to give you schedules. Man, got to give you these games for today. Um, the uh, finalists for the Black Football College Hall of Fame. Well, did I say that right? I think I just butchered it. The Black College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, the finalists are out. 23 players. I'm not going to go through this whole list, but – I'll just see Joe seven forty seven Adams. Don't know him. I just like the nickname seven forty seven. But here's some guys I do know: Ben Coates, tight end, Livingstone College; Greg Coleman, the inventor of the casket kick, Florida A and M University. Um, who else? We have Donald Driver, former NFLer, Alcorn State University. Uh, I don't know who Earl Air Harvey is, but he played at North Carolina Central in the mid eighties. Uh, I don't know all of these guys, so I, I don't really feel comfortable going down this whole list. Robert Mathis, another standout, Alabama A&M. Uh, John Big Train Moody, Mars Brown, 93. Oh, my God. He was there in 39. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know these people. Nate Newton, former Dallas Cowboy, uh, Florida A&M University, 79-82 at FAM. Um, oh, Jaquay uh, Nunnally, uh, Florida A&M. I do know that name. Then you have Jake Reed, the former um, – former Minnesota Viking. Uh, he's on the list. And then we can skip over these other people. Not, And I'm not trying to poo-poo on them. We just don't know them. All right, so the coaches and contributors that are also uh, on the list as finalists, uh, Willard Bailey, the former head football coach of Virginia Union, Norfolk State, St. Paul's, and Virginia Lynchburg. Joe Taylor, the legend. My guy, Joe Taylor. Howard University, Virginia Union, Hampton, and Florida A&M. And then Dennis Thomas, the commish of the MEAC from 2002 into present. That's my guy right there. He was also um, a Hampton University Director of Athletics. And so uh, all of those guys are on the list. The, see, when would the finalists be named? The inductees will be announced on November 14th, and the uh, actual induction ceremony will be February 22nd, right here in Atlanta. Uh, for more information, you can log on to blackcollegefootballhof.org or you can go to sportsnewsandbrews.com, go to the HBCU Report tab, and right at the top of the uh, HBCU Report uh, page is the, the link to the Black College Football Hall of Fame. So make sure that, that y'all uh, check it out. Check out the list. There might be some people that you know. I don't, you know, 
it, when it gets to being a lot of people that I don't know, like Richard Huntley and Henry Lawrence, I don't, I'm like, why am I saying these people's names? There's no, there's no slight, no disrespect, but it's just a lot. I mean, the list is already long. Like, my God, nobody wants to hear out. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway uh, hanging out with you for mm, another two, two, three minutes or so, man, before we get up out of here, get our weekend started, allow you guys to get your weekend started. But again, I'll say this. Please make sure that you you spread the word to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that the HBCU report is on. Uh, for those that thought the HBCU report went away, we did for a moment, only for what? I mean, we kind of did for like six months, unless you're talking about that letter that I drafted that I was sending out to everybody saying, hey, thanks, but we're out of here. Well, <laughs> that part definitely did happen. <laughs> I resigned and then I renege my resignation from the HBCU report. Yeah, so that's it. So it happens like that. All right, so uh, taking a look at this week's schedule. Oh, I forgot to tell y'all at the top of the show, Edward Waters almost beat Tuskegee last night, y'all. They lost by one point. One. All right, so here we go with uh, today's schedule. Mississippi Valley and Bama State. You got Bowie and Lincoln. Shawan taking on Virginia State. Hampton and Presbyterian. Virginia Union and Elizabeth City. West Virginia State taking on Charleston Institute. Lane and Central State hookup. Albany State and Morehouse are in action. Benedict takes on Clark. Florida A&M and Delaware State are in action in Tallahassee. Jackson State uh, is hosting Arkansas Pine Bluff. Then we have uh, Howard versus North Carolina Central. South Carolina State versus North Carolina A&T. We talked about that one with Coach Buddy Pugh. Tennessee State is taking on Southeast Missouri and Nashville. You've got uh, Savannah State taking on Fort Valley. And then, as I mentioned, we've got these homecomings. Uh, St. Augustine's hosting Johnson C. Smith. Livingstone hosting Fayetteville State. Winston-Salem hosting Shaw. Uh, Grambling State hosting the winless Texas Southern. Norfolk State hosting Morgan State. Southern and Alabama A&M hooking up in Baton Rouge. And then Texas College. It's homecoming on the campus of Texas College. They're taking on Bethel. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's on the schedule. I don't know. I don't know. I just said it. I don't know. <laughs> all right man well that about do it for this week's show man I'd like to thank you guys because without you there definitely would not be an hbcu report uh for this week's guest uh coach buddy pew thank you so much uh thanks to the x squads don't forget uh if you weren't able to catch the show live you can always go back and relive any of the shows from this season uh via xsquadaffiliates.com the tune in radio app iHeartRadio, google play stitcher itunes spotify and don't forget, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your one-stop shop for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. And that about do it for and that about do it for this week's edition of the HBCU Report, man. I can't thank you guys enough for tuning in. I really, 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 really appreciate it. Coming up next week, uh, a show that's even bigger and better than the one we did this week, if that's possible. <laughs> totally possible. <laughs> You guys have a great weekend, man. I'll see you back here next week. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Yo, this is a Rockefeller remix. Killer Cam, Nappy Root. Y'all ready? No. Oh, no. Hell no. Huh? Man, y'all done up and done it. Oh, no. Hell no. They boy. done it. Y'all done up and done it. Oh, time. no. Hell no. Let the country man, y'all done up and done it. Uh, y'all done up and done Holla it. Man, y'all, y'all come up and done my it. My first song was like 48 bars with no hook. Come you on. hear me flipping through my pages. I'm my favorite notebook. The yeah. microphone was in the closet. What? No headphones. We lost it. Just scared to get some water. Roaches hanging over the faucet. Come on. No AC. There's a break of sweat. Just trying to make beats. He dug with Ben the hustle with all his customers and flat broke. Nappy smoking blacks out on the back post. I'm thinking I got everything the country boy can ask for. Now what we do to get here? Say that, boy. Lay it down and bring it to your rock. Say that, boy. Hey, now we heard some suffering for more. Change what we work for. Hated for the cussing, but the hatred it made us cuss more. Held on, but it was hard. Stepped up, took charge. Ran through what we scared of. What was we afraid for? Look at what we made of. Hard times have made us. Being here is all right. Must believe we won't fall. Put the big fat wheels on the side. Put the big fat wheels on the side. Put the big fat wheels on the ride. And oh, 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 oh. Them country boys. Oh, hell no, boy. Y'all do nothing dirty. Oh, hell no, boy. Y'all do nothing dirty. Oh, hell no, man. Y'all do nothing dirty. Y'all do nothing dirty, man. Y'all do nothing dirty. I ain't gonna be hard.
fifty from that rooter to that tutor foul. Hell no, them country balls ain't headed south all six miles. Kentucky mood, them kin folk. Twinkies with them hundred spokes. Skullet on that front post. Plus, you know they got drove. 79, Coop DeVille. Heard a cow cat a grill. Interstate 65. Headed down that cash field. Glass field to the tippy top. Backseat fence. Spent my last cent on the rent. Left with pocket lens. A damn shame. Gotta grind anything and everything. Let me crack on. Cross the county line with Mary Jane. Long time of gravel road to cash and fame. And sold my soul to hell and back and back and forth with same jeans and nappy froze. I bought the highest. Whoa, I like my Marley. Not parties with charties. Wildin' like they swallowin' Bacardi. Thug butter skin, probably got it like it. Understand, you're bound to lose your life. But damn. Them country boys on the ride. With the big fat wheels on the side. With the dirty cow wheels on the ride. And all, 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 all. Them country boys. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.